Paul Riley is a scumbag. And those around him, above him, who knew and didn't say anything, we have to remember are just as bad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolichkowski. Boys, how we doing? I'm a little peeved, actually. Uh, Some news came out about the NWSL, and we really will address it off the top. It's not necessarily... Something we want to talk about, but we definitely need to. So I'm going to sound a little angry and hopefully we'll transition out of that quickly and we can get back to the fun. Yes. Not fun to discuss, but definitely needs talking about. It it does. Dave, how are you doing? Yeah, I agree with Brady's uh, sentiment there. And then, you know, Liverpool getting that draw at home. Not good. Not in a good mood. Yeah, I understand. I do. We're going to dive into both of those things later on. But first, NFL. Week four happened yesterday. And the game of what might be the year happened. Tom Brady returning to New England. Sure. Face Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Mm -hmm. As I don't know if we all thought this was going to happen, but I was pretty set on. Actually, I remember the poll from last night. 83% of America thought that Tampa Bay would win that game. And I'm pretty sure the 17 that did not all live in New England. (laughs) A specific region, yes. (laughs) It is a small part of the country, but densely populated. (laughs) Um, And Tom Brady did walk out victorious. Was very... 19 to 7 was the final score. Much closer than I thought it would be. I thought Tom was just going to walk in and go off. However... Belichick is a defensive mastermind who knows Tom very well. But at the end of the day, Tom is just too good, surrounded by too much talent. I think the takeaway from this weekend for me was several quarterbacks went down and then there's Tom Brady just rising (laughs) above it all. Still immortal. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No bread. Right? He's that guy. That is key. (laughs) Yeah, David ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater left the game with a concussion. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo left the game um, with a calf injury, uh, which forced Trey Lance to take over. I know a lot of fans are happy to see that. 49ers did not get the win over the Seahawks, who desperately needed a win. It sounds like Jimmy G's injury is not serious. He will be back. Um, on Sunday, this coming Sunday, possibly, uh, the, another shootout was, or what was supposed to be a shootout was the Cardinals versus the Rams and the Cardinals got the best of the Rams, which I did not see coming, but the Cardinals are a legitimate threat. They have kind of arrived now. I think if Cliff can avoid some of making his questionable game time decisions or, um, 
strategy decisions during the game. Clock management has kind of been an issue for him. Moving forward, they've got the team to do some damage. Looking forward to watching them. And the Jets got the first (laughs) win of their season. Congrats to them. That was an overtime game. Wild. And the Titans have to be feeling pretty pathetic right now. That's not a good feeling. (laughs) You got to be feeling pretty bad too, Herman. Didn't you pick them in the pool? I sure did. That is strike one. Yes. We took down three people with that game. Yeah. (laughs) I thought there's no way that the Titans would fall to the Jets. Bad in the pool, but good for your NFL team. Yes. You beat the Brownies, did you not? Nope. Oh, I, I'm just wrong. Okay. Loud <laughs> yeah, wrong. no. Did not do <laughs> that. The podcast. This is why I cover soccer. <laughs> nope. Um, Vikings lost 7-14. to 14. If Baker it's... Mayfield could have thrown an accurate pass in the entire second half, uh, it would have been 28-7. to seven. Oh, okay. He, Never mind. It, it was just Baker over and over. Like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you, why can you not throw the ball? Um, and so the the story coming in was the comparison of Kirk Cousins to Baker Mayfield was like the Baker can move a lot more, but that's the comparison that keeps being drawn between the two. Oof. And I was like, yeah, he uh, they kind of looked similar um, in terms of just well, that's just erratic, I guess. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, so. Congratulations to Cleveland, I guess. Congratulations to Bears fans as well. Yes. And Justin Fields, their win, mm-hmm. playing the Detroit Lions at home. Doesn't count. That's, that's, <laughs> well, that's what that game is for. Get your and team back David on track Montgomery's and go, so, hey, we look like a professional football team. Yes, David Montgomery did go down, but Annie looked impressive before that. Do we know how serious that injury is? We do not. We're unsure if it's his ACL LCL, we don't know if there's a tear in there. Waiting to hear back on that. Hoping for the best, though. He looked really, really good yesterday before he went down. So, fun weekend in the NFL. We have to take things to a more serious note now as we move into discussing soccer. Um, The Chicago Red Stars game was originally scheduled for uh, this past Saturday, October 2nd. Uh, It was postponed. Uh, It will not be played October 29th. At 6 p.m., um, there was some shocking news. Uh, sexual coercion allegations against the North Carolina Courage coach, Paul Riley. So postponing this game, in my mind, is the right thing to do. We need to take time to reflect and pay respect to the victims here. Um, actions like this are unacceptable no matter who you are and what power you may think you have or actually have. I do agree. There's also something much more insidious about this. The league commissioner was also fired or let go or however you want to put it for her role or lack thereof to fix some of these issues. This is one of those cases of insidious violence equaling silence. Reports go back as far as 2015 from the Portland Thorns on Paul Riley. They did not renew his contract. That's the wording. Did not renew his contract as opposed to explicitly announcing his termination. Guided by at the time what was thought to be the right thing to do out of respect of the player's privacy. 
However, are we really respecting anyone's privacy? Whose privacy are we protecting? This coach then goes on to repeat similar behavior. And in fact, it gets worse when he goes to North Carolina. Some of the same players as well that got traded. Could you imagine that nightmare? Moved to North Carolina with him. That's insane to me. Paul Riley is a scumbag. And those around him, above him, who knew and didn't say anything, we have to remember are just as bad. And in some of these situations, it's so much easier to just ignore, move on, possibly promote someone to encourage some silence here. And it simply needs to stop. Uh, The NWSL are instigating several investigations, but also reforms to their power structures. We as a podcast, we're not equipped really to discuss this type of thing. We're not journalists. We're trying to deliver fun soccer news analysis. These are allegations as well. So I might be a little bit reckless here. In this case, I simply don't care. I'm more talking about the overarching theme here. As three white males, we have to agree here that the power structures around the U.S., especially in the area of sports, need to be addressed. It's outrageous and needs to be done with. We need to believe victims. We need to be encouraging getting this information out and never letting something like this happen again. Well said, Brady. Well said, Herman. Totally agree. Coming up, the Chicago Red Stars are playing the OL Reign this Sunday, October 10th at 6 p.m. Brady, give us the scouting report on the OL Reign, if you please. Yes, this team is intimidating and scary. They're the highest scoring team in the league. Pretty much all out attack all the time. As an example, Sofia Huerta, who's an ex-Mexican international, now a U.S. women's national teamer. She plays normally as an attacker, a number 10 or a winger. She plays right back for this team. Just as an example, they're going for it at all times. Eugenie Le Sommer, Jennifer Marajan, Rose Lavelle. That's just three names. Crazy attacking talent. And that doesn't even include Bethany Balser, who leads the league in goal scoring. And then Fishlock and Huerta are both tied in the league in assists. Uh, is second place in assists. But still, that's crazy amount of talent all on one roster. We need to jump on them early. We need to score first. And there's going to be some hanging on for dear life in this game. Get ready for that, <laughs> Red Star fans. Yes, would do huge things for our confidence if we could get a win over the rain since the season is coming to an end. After that, they take on Kansas City Saturday, October 16th at 7 p.m. Kansas City is down near the bottom of the ranks, so it'll be nice. If we can beat the rain, go into an easier competition with Kansas City, be good for our girls. Moving over to the fire, the men of Chicago. By far the biggest news coming out of that camp is that Raphael Wicke has been let go by the team. If you've been paying attention this season, you will not be surprised to hear that news. Obviously, not everything that went wrong this season is Wiki's fault. However, head coach of any sport, <laughs> if your team is not playing well, your head is going to be on the chopping block. And there's been some questionable decisions made throughout the season that were definitely on Wiki. So, how are we feeling about this? sense of relief, I would imagine, is mostly what you two are feeling. 
I'd say relief and dread at the same time. Like, what are they going to replace them with? You know, like this, this, even the new front office of the fire has proven that they're incapable of fixing anything. They keep on bringing in (laughs) the wrong people. And I don't know. I'm not very, should be optimistic. It's early and it is a good thing at the end of the day, but I am not, uh, I don't know how to feel about it. I, yeah. I guess I should be more excited than I am, but I'm not. <laughs> the roller coaster that is Dave's emotions. Uh, I, got, we've been... I, I got back to where I started, right? Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we've been discussing this. We've seen some of the signs. We saw that he doesn't make subs until the 60th minute. And yeah. in several situations, it needed to happen much earlier. It's easier in a lot of ways to just get rid of the one person. Uh, however, I also think this roster will get heavily overhauled in the offseason as well. <laughs> so I think just a lot of changes are coming for the fire soon. Dave, I think you're being a little harsh on the front office because this is only like two years in. So they're, they need time Not to patient. figure out their stuff. And the coach possibly was wrong in yeah. this case. Let's, let's at least wipe that away. That is a good point. Yeah. I'm not excited about an interim right now. I'm going to be a little bit on the outside of the fire right now just because we've seen Frank Klopas be the manager of this team before. He's a attacking guy that, for me, doesn't really teach attacking all that well. And his defensive record sort of speaks for itself in this league. And that's what the fire need to find. Let's be one of the first teams to invest in defense first because I think if we go that route, we could be we could have a jump on the rest of the league instead of focusing just on attack, attack, attack. Defense, to me at least, was clearly the Achilles heel of the team mm. the entire season. When, when our attacking front did show up and get us a two-point lead, we would let in three goals then in the second half and lose mm. the game. That's just the story of the fire this past year. So are there any uh, available coaches out there that you would like to fire, like to see the fire at least talk to or show interest in? I don't have any names off the top of my head, really. I think Mm -hmm. it does need to be someone new, some new blood that we haven't really heard of Mm -hmm. yet, which was Wiki. So we might be repeating the same things. However, give me someone who has a defensive background, someone who maybe played for a team that bunkered in and wants to not play that way because I don't want to see our team bunker all the time, but who at least knows how to do it. (laughs) Is Mourinho available? (laughs) (laughs) no i let's not say Mourinho. let's 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 not push that on the fire (laughs) so be very interested to see what the fire do i do agree and hope that it is an outside hire if you will someone new to the organization who can look at things with a new set of eyes Mm. the fire this week played uh, NYCFC earlier in the week. And this is the game that got rescheduled out to Toyota Park due to a scheduling yes. conflict with the Bears. And they won that game. Woo! Two to that zero. Great. Yes. <laughs> the magic of Toyota Park resides there, was given to the fire and got them the W. Real quick, sorry. I wanted to say that now that the Bears are probably leaving Soldier Field, the chances of them ever going back there are very slim, is my guess. Like, so I, I think they'll be locked in Soldier Field for a long, long time. 
the fire art will be. Yes, the fire. Yes. Yeah, very yeah. excited about that myself. I agree with mm-hmm. you. So during the game, the two goals uh, came from Barich and Navarro. Barich has the goal right away in the second half, and Navarro has that second goal in the 66th minute. Yeah, uh, that Navarro goal was more of a Sean Johnson, like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, still just great. Gonna, so. <laughs> just going to let that let that roll on by. <laughs> Ex-fire player, his, Sean yeah. Johnson. Felt bad. Felt bad for his old club. What's interesting is Wiki wasn't fired until after this game, which means many pieces. It was really funny. (laughs) Many pieces already in place. (laughs) Timing was weird. Talk about an emotion, uh, emotional roller coaster ride there Mm. of yes, my plan worked and you're done. (laughs) Goodbye. See you later. You wouldn't pick up your phone before the game. So we had to tell you after. (laughs) I wouldn't pick my phone up because I knew what the call was about. (laughs) The Fire also played Toronto FC. That did not go to plan. Three to one loss. Uh, The one goal came from Barrich in the 16th minute. Gets the Fire out to an early lead. Hooray, Barrich is scoring finally. Yeah, but then... Frank. Yeah, Delgado, 44th minute. Fire give up that goal right before half. No. Scratching my chin. Where have I seen this before? Ooh, all season long. Huh. <laughs> For like five years. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and Toronto keeps that momentum in the second half. Gonzalez in the 56th minute. Soteldo in the 70th minute. Defensive collapse from the fire in the second half. This is a classic with no offense. Just let the season be over at this point. Mm. This is uh, every game is kind of feeling the exact same. A little bit. Yeah. I don't have too much to add there. <laughs> I just, I'm begging for mercy at this point. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I think Toronto FC is still behind us by two points, but they have a game in hand. I think it's the same with Austin FC in the other conference. And the only team that I don't see us being worse than is Cincinnati. And that's just kind of a joke in itself. So <laughs> yeah. it's just like kind of where I guess we expected we'd end up this year after the first few weeks, but still disappointing. Yeah. Losses are always disappointing. Saturday, October 16th, 6 p.m. versus New England is the next game for the fire. A good easy one. Someone who hasn't already clinched the playoffs. Oh, just kidding. They're already in. (laughs) Okay, that's enough. (laughs) Enough of the MLS. Let's move over to the EPL, English Premier League, for last week's game of the week, which we decided would be Liverpool versus Man City. This ended up being a 2-2 draw. Ooh, boys, we were one goal off of mm. all being correct uh, in our predictions. So close. Classic matchup. Great game. Two classy sides. City will be slightly happier with a draw away from home. Both are still ahead of United. They'll be happy with that. Both finished the game with 85% passing accuracy against a team that's trying to stop you from doing that. That's just fabulous football. All right. Both teams play a 4-3-3. Similar midfield setup with that six and dual eights, but they play it differently up top. Uh, Liverpool's wingers will pinch inside more and allow the wingbacks to overlap, whereas City's wingers play high and wide 
and then ask those dual eights in De Bruyne and Silva to fill in the space between. So looking at Liverpool first, we had Alisson in goal, Milner out wide right, Joel Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson finishes out the defensive line. Then Fabinho played the six with Henderson and Curtis Jones playing those dual eights. And then Salah out wide right, Diago Jota in the middle, and then Mane out left, Sadio Mane. City played Ederson in goal, Kyle Walker at right back, Ruben Diaz, Americ Laporte, and Joao Cancelo finish out their defensive line. Rodri played the six. Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva played those dual eights. And then Gabby Jesus played out wide right. Jack Grealish in the middle. Phil Foden out left. I thought that was a little bit fascinating to see Jesus play out wide instead of playing the nine because that's actually his position. Whereas Grealish played that number nine, but we know Pep loves to play a false nine. Dave, do you have any thoughts on the Liverpool lineup? Yeah, I just wanted to mention that Trent Alexander-Arnold obviously was missing from the lineup. That's not mm-hmm. great for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the depth just isn't there this year. And old man Milner gets the start at right back. So didn't feel really great about that, but at least he got the veteran on the field. Also, uh, Curtis Jones getting the nod there feels a little odd as well. Without Wijnaldum in the midfield anymore, it also feels like we're lacking depth there too at times. No Tiago playing in the midfield? Rather interesting. That's like, I don't know what the deal is with him, if it's form or if he picked up a knock, but yeah, it's just, it's not, uh, that signing has not bared any fruit. So the first half of this game, I'm not going to say it was dominant from Man City. It was more of Man City kind of doing their thing on offense. They had a lot of shots on goal, firing them all over. For most of the first half, many of them were good looks, but none of them found the net. So I give a lot of credit to the Liverpool defense and Alisson Mm -hmm. for having some great saves. Yeah, the defense looked really solid. Offense, I felt was lacking at times this first half. And I think, especially against City, you want to strike early like that. And if you're at um, Anfield as well, like that crowd is amazing as we'll talk about a little bit later so mm-hmm. it would have been huge but let's yeah, get into it a bit more i thought liverpool looked very passive and they just couldn't keep the ball in that first half uh however both teams were rather hesitant definitely feeling each other out and just seeing what's going to work what might yeah. not it was just a disappointing vibe to the game i kind of i like when these two teams go after each other like right away but um I just like my biggest fear now is that having seen how they came out at home against city is that the way leg in the second half of the year is going to be very boring for Liverpool fans. And it's, I I don't know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself and hopefully we'll be kind of at full strength then, but uh, the empty head will probably (laughs) be bumping, you know? So we'll see. Almost defeating that nickname. I thought uh, Kevin De Bruyne looked human in this half as well, which is, Always surprising whenever that happens. He had space and time to create. And a lot of times he hits those passes perfectly. And this half, he did not. Yeah, we got super lucky. Super lucky. Because if he was on, uh, this could have been bad. In the second half, things took a turn. All the goals, all four of them came Mm -hmm. in the second half. And 
Brad, I know you noticed a change in the lineups. Yep. Uh, Liverpool made a sort of tactical switch. Jota, who had been denying the switch from the center backs, instead played a truly false nine and just dropped into the midfield to man Mark Rodri. Just no more passes to him. They can pass it between themselves all they want. You cannot pass it to Rodri. And then it turns out Henderson and Curtis would then go up and press the center backs, mostly Henderson, which I thought was pretty impressive for him. Um, and it still denied passes into the midfield and also pushed Liverpool up as a team because they had to then react to their midfielder pushing up to that defensive line. And the wingers, also the wing backs, pushed higher up the field in possession. Liverpool just simply looked more aggressive. It wasn't until the 59th minute that we had a goal in this game, and it was Liverpool that struck first with a goal from Mane. A really nice run from Salah, who beats one man on his run, draws the defense to him, and finds Mane in the box, who beats the keeper, and we have liftoff at Anfield. This goal is all Mo Salah for me. Matip is being pressed hard. Milner is also covered. So City are going at Liverpool right now, making an aggressive press. So Matip sort of in a, a hopeful pass to Salah, who wins the ball. Some quick one-time passes back to Salah, who now smokes Cancelo, just leaves mm-hmm. him for dead. And then City's press is beaten. Now this goal is inevitable. Yeah, Salah is so locked in this season. I believe that was his mm-hmm. third assist so far on top of his goals. Yeah. Um, it's great to see him pass here rather than potentially lose it by dribbling it further sure. into the box. I know sometimes there's a lot A lot of the time the media likes to talk about how they don't like to pass to each other, but this one was just, it was clear that Mane was far enough away from the, de- the defense at that time where he could just slip it in there and Mane's got the speed and the precision to pull it across the keeper and slot it into the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cop, uh, Liverpool were shooting at the cop, which is like the like big like supporter stand for um, Liverpool. And it was just so loud. I was like super hyped. It, it, it was just incredible. An incredible feeling, incredible noise. I love Anfield. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Liverpool is flying at this moment. Man City is going to make a change. Sterling is going to come in for Grealish in the 66th minute. It's a like-for-like, given that they're both wingers who are going to play a false nine. Weird. Uh, There's also Firmino comes in for Jota, which will come into play a little bit later in this game as well. So Liverpool, flying high, cloud nine, 10 minutes of joy for that comes to a screeching halt in the 69th (laughs) minute. Foden ties it up. Jesus has the ball gets the Liverpool D to crisscross themselves, passes it outside to Foden, beats the defense. Foden puts it past the goalkeeper. Looks like old man Milner here fell asleep a little bit. By the time he turned around to see where the ball was going, it's too late. Foden already knows what he's going to do with it. In the back of the net by then. Uh, Unfortunately, Curtis Jones is the one that gets caught sleeping here. Ah. Uh, Bernardo Silva beats Liverpool press in his own half. It was a half-hearted press at that. Uh, But Jones watches him do it. And while he's doing that, Kevin De Bruyne sneaks into a pocket of space kind of behind him. Walker now has a chance to overlap because Kevin De Bruyne is in possession. We're definitely not losing the ball. 
when Walker overlaps, it allows Jesus to be just a little bit more aggressive on the dribble. He hadn't really beaten anyone this entire game. And now he's like, this is the moment. Let's go. Jones is still recovering, gets beaten again by Jesus. Just follow him here. Am I right, Dave? Uh, and then mm-hmm. Sterling <laughs> playing that false nine screws up the Liverpool defense. He kind of drops in there. Milner doesn't know if he's supposed to pick him up. Uh, Matip doesn't know if he's supposed to pick him up. Neither one does. And then also we lose Foden on the other side. Yeah. Goal was soft. That's, I mean, it, it was <laughs> at the end of the day that the defense was slacking. Somebody hit think somebody. Even though, yeah. Well, not only that, but then even that shot though, that angle was terrible. Like he should not have scored. I think Allison should have maybe done a little bit better there. I don't know how he slipped it past and was not happy at any moment during that like little no. sequence at all. Yeah. But I, I don't want to get mad at Allison because at the end of the day, it was the, you know, the defenders that kind of slack there. Yeah, for sure. It would not take long for Liverpool to answer back, though. 76th minute, Salah, who just, uh, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. he, <laughs> he's surrounded when he first gets the ball by three defenders. Somehow gets out of it as Brady would say, does something crazy, Mm -hmm. wastes Laporte, who's in front of him, like he's not even there, and puts in a goal. Sweet baby Jesus. There's world-class football being played. Mo Salah, have yourself a year. Yeah, amazing goal. In In my world of analysis, Salah's do something crazy meter, just off the charts. This is an yeah. absolutely an example. The weird part of this buildup, actually, if you watch it back, Milner just starts wandering up the field, completely forgetting what position he's playing. But it also is emblematic of Liverpool go for it because when they go for yeah. it, it's both awesome and they're just a better team. Yeah, uh, they're definitely better when they're aggressive. Uh this really should have been the dagger for me. I was flying after this goal. Mo, Mo the King. Loved his celebration too. <laughs> he was just kind of doing like a listen, like or that was like the response, I guess, to City. It, it, I don't know. It was so cool. He was he was hyped. Everybody was screaming and yelling and laughing again. And I don't know. That should have been it. I don't know how you could lose it after that one. <laughs> well, it might have come down to this Joe Gomez for Milner sub. Your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, so I guess it's fresh legs for the old man. It has to happen. You know, the, the Trent Alexander-Arnold injury is a nightmare in this scenario. Like, mm-hmm. Gomez has defense experience, but it's um, it has mainly been at center back lately. Uh, run, he's right next to Van Dyke, so a lot of his mistakes get kind of cleaned up. Sure. Uh, now he's off playing on the wing where you have to pay attention. So that we'll get into it now. <laughs> yeah, that would come back. To haunt Liverpool, 81st minute, Kevin De Bruyne, KDB. It's a banger from the top of the box that ties up the game. It's a total, oh, look what I found moment. As the ball just kind of comes to him off of a deflected pass from Foden, uh, Liverpool deflects that, cuts out the play in the middle of the box, but it's sitting there for Kevin De Bruyne who, bam. Yeah, not the person you want that to fall to if you're a Liverpool fan. (laughs) Nope. It's not easy being a sub. You got to come from zero mile an hour to catching up with the pace of this game, which has been electric, especially in the second half. But there's some poor moments for Liverpool subs here. 
Firmino misses an easy pass to Salah, which gives City possession in the first place. Then Joe Gomez, who, as Dave has mentioned, is not an outside back, never really tracks Foden and even tries to catch him offside, but he's not in a place to do that. It wasn't very strange. Not aware where yeah. he's at at all. No. <laughs> and then you've got Kevin De Bruyne in space. Perfect pass. That just goes hand in hand. And it's only appropriate that he finishes off the goal that he started. And I'm not sure what Matip was trying to do here. Ali Sohn might have had a chance. But, I mean, it's it's popped pretty hard, so perhaps not. But it goes off of yeah. his chest. and Yeah. yeah. Gomez really did kill me here. Um, it, it was just tragic because this is why Milner was taken off in the first place. Like, if you were going to lose a foot race to a guy, like... Mm and taken off as a sub. I don't know. I feel like the workhorse mentality that Milner has may, he might've been locked in a little bit more mentally here, but it it didn't happen. I'm thinking there's still some time for magic, right? Not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Liverpool had a chance in the 87th minute of what should have been a goal. And Rodri has a telescopic leg. Apparently Incredible block for Man City saves the game. Go, go, gadget block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just sad. Fabino, put this away. Back of the net. Like, how, how, how did you not do it? Like, Brady, you were, you were talking about it and you, and the amount of distance that, uh, Rodri like covers, like, was wild. Like, I felt like he, he was wide open. It was an open net. Mm-hmm. Get it in there. <laughs> yeah. I feel for you, Dave. I yeah. do. <laughs> oh, well. So aftermath of this game, Brady, give us those quick stats, please. Oh, yeah. 0.73 <laughs> expected goals for Liverpool, 0.83 for City. Basically, wow. tight, tight angle finishes with pressure, with defensive pressure surrounding them. It's just top class. These are top class, world-class players. So much talent in this field. Pretty impressive finishes for not that much chance creation. Yeah. I was just happy to see that Liverpool was able to hang with City mm-hmm. still. Uh, hopefully they're in full health on the second, like like I had mentioned earlier. Also wanted to point out uh, Salah is tied with Vardy with six goals at the top of the um, league going into Vardy's the international break. So, yeah. Sorry, Dave, that... Your so boys close. could not give you the W for the game of the week. So fine. close, so close. Fine. I'm sorry for our <laughs> predictions. We were so close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, us too. Except we all would have lost, though, right? Because we all decided to whoever got it right had oh. to pick the right, the first goal scorer. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. Just loud wrong. Yeah. <laughs> loud yeah. wrong, all of us. <laughs> all of us. Other teams in the EPL that we love. Tottenham, up first, Brad. What's going on? Figuring out some offense, finally. It only took us playing a Slovenian team. (laughs) (laughs) However, it did work in a couple things that the Spurs definitely worked on in practice. There were definitely some runs that we hadn't seen yet behind the defensive line. It's good to see the Spurs have some sort of attacking plan. Also, Suns. Fully informed. Herman, I will never forget when you said son is boring. Uh, he has been very impressive for this past week or so. It also is, yes, it's very helpful for Tottenham when Ari has a hat trick. 
Yes, that does help. In, I want to say, 12 minutes, it was pretty pretty yeah. fast. <laughs> it was like he went, oh, wait, I remember how to play this game. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> so good news from Tottenham's end. Dave, other than, obviously, the tie to Man City, uh, what other news is coming out of Liverpool? Uh, we do what we always do when we play Porto. We smoke them five to one. So... <laughs> Nice. I don't know. It was an easy. It was an easy Champions League week for them, and they looked really good, which is why I was flying so high going into the weekend. But it's okay. Yeah, we're still in. We're gonna get out of the group stage. I'm almost 100 certain. And on Chelsea's end, not so good of a week for the Champions League. Lost to Juve, one two zero. Not great. Oop. However, in the EPL, they beat Southampton. Three to one, which means which team is on top of the table right now in the EPL? Standing alone, number one. <laughs> ooh, <now>. ooh, it's <laughs> the Blues, oh baby. It's Chelsea. Woo. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> it's close. It's close. We're only a point off, right? Oh, it was close last week, Dave. <laughs> and it's close this week. But we're number one, baby. Hold up. up. Let's see. (laughs) Oh, now he's going to investigate. Yeah, but at least we drew against City. So that's all I have to say. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever you got to (laughs) do. And now, Dave, I will give you your stage, as always, to laugh at Man U. Oh, what did they do this week? There was something really funny. Oh, yeah. They had a draw against Everton. And uh, <laughs> Townsend stole uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's celebration. So. Aggressive. Do you want to do a see you for, for us, Brady? See <laughs> That was good. So that was good times. Um, there was also some other funny things that happened this week to very big clubs. Real Madrid lost to FC Sheriff Tiras Bowl. What? Uh, which are, <laughs> yeah. Which is like a <laughs> like a crazy Cinderella story, and they were talking about like biggest upsets in the Champions League, and people are saying that was probably the biggest one ever. Mm-hmm. They're from uh, Moldova wow. or the or uh, the breakaway state of uh, Transnistria. Yeah, Transnistria. Sorry, guys, Bless I butchered you. it. But they're from like a very small area. They're not a bit famous club. Um, they lost the game two to one, and then they actually lost again this weekend to Espanol. Oh my! So they are—they're not looking too hot right now. Real Madrid reeling. Yeah. Uh, Bayern Munich lost to uh, Frankfurt two to one, no. and PSG lost to Rennes two nil. What is Ooh. happening? <laughs> so yeah, wow. I, PSG seems kind of broken right now. At—I uh, don't know. I know that they did. I think in the middle of the week beat Man City, mm-hmm. but. Yes, he had a wonder goal. I, I, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I. It's very confusing the way that that that, that team plays, I, mm-hmm. and they're still trying to figure stuff out. So I, I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out for them. That's all I have this week. Whew. Well, folks, it's that time again. World Cup qualifying. We are going to do a quick preview of the U.S. men's. National team because we got games coming up this week. When our episode releases this Thursday, the first game will happen on that day. So 
first thing, let's break down this roster for those who aren't familiar with them. Key players, Brady, I'm giving it to you. Yep. Zimmerman replaces Brooks. Brooks is out with a back problem, and that's just fine given the way that Brooks played last three games. I'm okay with Zimmerman coming in. Mm. Polisic's out, I think mainly due to injury, but that brings in Tim Weah, who I'm very excited to see play. Uh, McKenney is also back into the fold. Let's hope he uh, got some of his demons out before uh, coming to this. Yes. Demons. Probably when they beat Chelsea in the Champions League. Mm. Good call. Uh, More balanced (laughs) roster this time. Uh, Less winger forwards and more just full all-encompassing midfielders. More box-to-box type. It's going to help us as far as depth as well. So their first game as I mentioned, is this coming Thursday. They are playing Jamaica. Jamaica had a weird start to their qualifying. They almost tied Mexico away from home, got smoked at home by Panama, and then tied Costa Rica away. Very strange. To me, that says that they like to counter. We know that they're very athletic. Uh, Mikhail uh, Antonio of West Ham is their best player. And then Andre Blake, we know, is fabulous and goal. After Jamaica, U.S. will take on Panama at Panama mm-hmm. on October 10th, 5 p.m. And Costa Rica, October 13th yeah. at 6 p.m. Costa Rica should be three points. However, always a hard fight against Costa Rica. They play a five back. I would call it a three back, but that's just lying. And then they're going to counterattack. It's going to be close. I have a bad feeling. Mm. <laughs> Dave's impending bad feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so just with these games in mind, let us look at next week's game of the week, which will be the U S men's national team versus Panama, October 10th at yes. 5 P M. Brady, what do we know about Panama? Let's go. I know very little about this team. <laughs> this one will <laughs> most likely be very tough. Uh, they tied Mexico and Costa Rica, both mm-hmm. home, both at home, but still, this is no joke of a team. Anibal Godoy is Nashville's holding midfielder. If you've seen him play, you're getting a glimpse of what we're in for. Hard fight, hard fouls, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a battle uh, and also internationally based players like say Zach Steffen or Weston McKinney, they might not be able to travel. It depends on their leagues and the rules and stuff like that. It's going to be a tough one. Let's get it USA. Yeah, let's bust out the Van Halen. Let's do it. <laughs> let's Panama. do it. <laughs> Predictions for this game. This is going to be an interesting one since we don't know much about Panama. I'm going to go first (laughs) because I don't want anyone to take my prediction. Mm. Although, if you want to, you can. I'm going to go in favor of the United States. Got to root for the boys. I think it's going to be two to one United States. (laughs) <laughs> Dave is angry <laughs> uh, now I have to go to goals <laughs> I got 3 nothing USA I think Dang. USA are going to wow. come out this session different mindset 
not shocked by an away crowd and just get it done. All right. I guess I'll go two nothing then. Ooh. Brady made me feel more confident now. So blind confidence. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> there you have it. Our predictions. Two one for me. United States, Brady, three to nothing USA. Dave, two to nothing USA. Other big games that are coming up in the coming week. Nations League semifinals. Italy versus Spain, October 6th at 145. Belgium versus France, October 7th at 145. Yeah. Nations League final, October 10th. 145. Big teams. Yeah. Big league. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if you're bored of your NFL game at noon, that'd be a great thing to tune it into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. The NWSL, uh, many of the teams that have a game in hand are playing that game Wednesday night. So for you listeners, that'll be last night. So go ahead, check those standings. We'll have a better, you will now have a better depiction of where that table is at going into the weekend, which games you need to pay attention to this weekend. And World Cup qualifying is coming up as well. All around the world. It's international break time. Oh, baby. Whew. That was plenty. That was a lot. Mm. Some good, some negative, but all soccer, except for the part that was the NFL. (laughs) All football. That? All football. <laughs> All football. Thank you, Brady. Love the PVs. <laughs> Any closing thoughts before we wrap things up here? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I was going to say, this week is going to be interesting. Ah, absolutely. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Thank you to our lovely listeners. Please go give us a follow on Instagram at Windy City Wingers, all one word. A link to our Patreon is in our Instagram. Go ahead, check that out as well. Send us an email, feedback, questions, anything you want to let us know at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. Brady, if the people want to reach out directly to you or just keep updated with everything you've got to say about the games, where can they find you? Twitter, I am at stat underscore bro. And Instagram, I am at BradTheBard13. And Dave, for Liverpool updates, where should people follow you? I am WCW Dave on both Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. Thank you both. Thank you again to all of our lovely listeners. Everybody have a fantastic rest of your week. We will catch you next Thursday. Panama. Oh, 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 oh.